Okay, here we go. Yeah, make sure you get to that question. Welcome, listeners, to Art Fair Radio. This is Connie Mettler from ArtFairInsiders.com, a social network site dedicated to helping artists thrive in the art fair business. I'm also publisher of ArtFairCalendar.com, the number one Google-rated site for art fairs, and the amazingly only nationwide, year-round online calendar of the best fine art and fine craft shows. Today's podcast is sponsored by Artist Marketing Formula. Our topic today is a perennial favorite for artists. How can I better sell my art? My guest is David Emmons, who, like most of us, has been thinking about that a lot. Dave's answer? Facebook. I know, I know, you don't have time. It doesn't work for you. It's too complicated. But today, let's take a chance and take another look at that and think about it in a new way. My guest is David Emmons. He's a welder who lives in Wells, Vermont, and makes and sells hanging water gardens created from metal and glass. And here's a quote from Dave. I've been an artist for over 27 years, most likely over 30. I've exhibited at the biggest and best shows in the country and have taken ribbons at many. All during my show career, I've been obsessed with the marketing aspect of my business, how to have better and better shows, how to create a better booth, a better customer experience. I have always been obsessed with better marketing of my work. Well, welcome to the club, everybody. Many of us are in this same boat, so we're going to find out what he did about that. Welcome, Dave. Glad to have you here. Thank you, Connie. It's great to be here. It's been great talking with you all week, and uh, finally, the time has arrived, so I'm thrilled. This is like a State of the Union or something, right? Right. <laughs> and widely anticipated by some of us. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So uh, tell me a little more about your story, Dave, what, what you sent to me about what, what was going on with you and how you got into this spot. Well, like like you just read, you know, I've always been obsessed with marketing. So obviously when the Internet came along, the first thought was, okay, what are we going to do with that? <laughs> and I quickly dismissed the, the Internet as, as something that would never help an artist. Uh, back then I thought, who in the world is going to climb out of bed in the morning and, and start searching for what I create? You know, it's just never going to happen. And then as time went on, I finally um, – decided, I guess, is the best word, was, was twisted, coerced into getting a website. So I finally put a website up and realized that, holy cow, you know what's going to happen over time is people are going to purchase from your website. And it, it took a while before people got comfortable shopping online. But they'll do it just out of convenience rather than picking up the phone or mailing in an order form. You know, And so we had a website for years that just did business that way. You'd go to a show, and then residual sales after the show would come through the website, fewer and fewer mail orders, fewer and fewer phone calls. And it wasn't until 
Oh, gosh, I think it was somewhere around 2016 when I finally started seriously looking at doing something online, trying to figure out really what, what it boiled down to was I had to figure out what is the exit strategy going to be? You know, how many years are you going to do shows? How many shows are you going to do every year? You're certainly, you know, any of the veterans out there, and I think you have a lot of veterans that come to your sites, uh, any of the veterans know that, you know, after a while it just isn't as fun as it used to be, and it's kind of a grind. And so you start looking for what's the exit strategy here? How do, we, how do you keep money coming in? So I started looking at the Internet, and, you know, early on it was kind of like, there's no way to win at this game. There's no way to no, too beat the people, Google. Too many people, too many time oh zones, too many languages, too many products, right. too many, well, right? and you think about steep like, learning curve, you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you think about, uh, think about search results. I mean, everybody knows, you know, when you first think about the Internet, you think, okay, I've got to rank on the first page of Google. And so you, you could spend your life trying to figure out SEO for your website, you know, search engine optimization. You could, it just, it's insane. And then you have to wonder, are people actually searching? So I, I quickly got, <laughs> sorry about that. I quickly came to the conclusion that you're not going to win the search game. It's just not going to happen. But I didn't know where to turn. Oh. As, I, mm-hmm. as I started digging in, and trying to understand online marketing, you know, you just Google around and start exploring and looking. I also, off to the side, I had my daughter telling me, Dad, you got to have a Facebook page. I'm like, all right, why do I need a Facebook page? So my daughter kind of convinced me, you got to have a Facebook page. And I said, okay, so you got to have a Facebook page. She put one up for me and posted some pictures and put my work up there. And over time, you know, I gathered a few fans. I had maybe a couple hundred and it just didn't seem like I, I didn't see the connection. I couldn't connect the dots between my Facebook page and actually selling my work on my website. It just, I didn't see that. And then she came to me one day and said, Dad, what you got to do is you got to advertise on Facebook. And that's when I just laughed. And I said, that's just a way of sending more money to Zuckerberg. And so I, mm-hmm. I totally dismissed Facebook advertising. But as time went on, and I continued my marketing research. I mean, I was just, I was convinced this was the only way to get off, to drop some shows. It was the only exit strategy I could see is the internet. And anyway, I bumped into a podcast all about Facebook marketing. And that's when I was exposed to the back end of Facebook and the tools of the Facebook platform and the artificial intelligence that runs the platform. And yeah, I just started really learning how that animal works. And that was the game changer. That changed everything for me. So you switched your, you still have a website with your work on it, correct? Exactly. Yes. In fact, the website is where Uh I send all my traffic. Okay. So I sell from the website. That's basically the store. I I choose to do Uh that. Some people sell from, from Facebook. And you can do that. I mean, you could absolutely sell from Facebook. I still sell over the telephone. You know, I'll do things on Facebook. Facebook is the hub. And the thing artists need to realize about Facebook is all about the internet. You know, what I learned about the internet is traditional online marketing strategies don't work. Okay. They're not going to work for an artist. You're never going to rank on the page that you need to rank on. You're never going to be searched for often enough to do enough business. 
The only way you can win in the online game is by finding your fans. Okay, it's not about people coming to you. It's about you finding your fans. And if you think about it, that's why we go to do shows. You know, we go to a show. We pick well, and choose yes, shows. Huh? Right? right? I mean, well, we, we don't just yes, go do any show. Yes, where can you find more show. people than at a show? Right. Right? I yeah, mean, that's, and, and we're very, that's when people say, well, why aren't you in a gallery? Because I'd see 50 people a week, and today I'm going to see 5,000, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then you're, you're also going to yeah. be fussy about what show you do. You know, a, a fine artist is not necessarily going to do the Minnesota State Fair. And, and, and so you, you go to the show based on trying to get in front of your people. Okay. Well, if you go on, if you put up a website and you wait for your people to come to you, it's never going to happen. And years of artists being online have already proven this. But what you can do is you can go find your fans. So, so it's not until social media came along that artists and small businesses can win online. Social media has right. leveled the playing field for artists and craftspeople and specialty small that business owners. That totally makes a lot of sense, and I like that point yeah. of view. My website, artfaircalendar.com, is always on the first page of Google. Well, mm-hmm. one of the reasons Excellent. is I started it 15 or 20 years ago. So That's right. exactly. I have those keywords. I have the longevity. Right. I have something in particular that names exactly what it is. So That's those are right. searchable words. Very good search. Okay, so exactly. let's say I may, I'm a welder and I make wonderful sculpture. What in the world can I call my site that's going to bring people to it? Right. So that and is then not you've the got, answer and anymore. Then sculpture by Dave. That's right. <laughs> and you're relying yeah. on people waking up. You know, we know as artists when we're at a show, we know that so many of our sales, if not 90% or higher, happen because people happened upon us. Most people don't know we're going to be at a show. I mean, there are people who send out to their mailing list that say, hey, I'm going to be here, or I go every year, and you have a certain amount of repeat business. But most of our business is from people who just happen upon us. So those people who happen upon us and their fans, is they, they, they like what we create. one of the reasons people come to art fairs, because exactly. they're going to stumble on somebody. They're going That's to right. find something new, right? That's the That's lure exactly of it. That's exactly right. What's going to be That's special exactly there today? Right. It's not like going to the mall. You know what's going to be there. Oh, maybe there's a different blouse than the one I saw last time. But at the <laughs> at the art fair, ta-da. Exactly yeah. right. Okay. And then, and and then, yep. obviously, they're drawn. They're drawn into what you create because they're they somehow fit in the category of a fan of what you do. Okay, so here they are. They stumbled upon you, but they're a fan of what you create. That's what drew them into your booth. And now you start talking with them. You have a, you, you start to build a relationship with them, and and then they make a purchase. Okay, so they never would have got out of bed that morning and searched for your jewelry or searched for your painting or searched for whatever it is you made. They would never go to Google that day, but they went home with a $500 painting. How did that happen? (laughs) Now, that's the question I asked myself. I knew that I could go to any show in this country, and I would do a certain amount of business. Any good show in this country, on any given weekend, I would sell a few thousand dollars worth of my work. And so I thought, well, those people are out there. How do I find them? How do I find them without going to the shows? And that's, and that's where social media comes in. And it's not – and so let's go back a little bit to when my daughter told me, oh, Dad, you need a Facebook page. You know, I thought, all right, well, that's fine. But where's my ability to find my people? 
I, I don't understand it. Where I just put my stuff up there. How does that work? And then she said, well, you need to advertise. Well, I don't understand that either. That just means I'm dumping money into something that I don't understand. How does that help me find my people? And so then when I, when I watch, listened to that podcast, that's what cracked the door open. And I saw the tools, like, holy cow, there's tools to use. There's artificial intelligence. The artificial intelligence on the Facebook platform is, is more powerful than the most powerful computer in the world. The data... <laughs> And you can, you can believe this. I know everybody's nodding their head when I say this next sentence. But the data points that Facebook has on individual people is there's more data. The database is bigger than any database in the world. Google does not know as much about you as Facebook does. Just the interest, the pages you go to, the, the, the people that you, you frequent on Facebook and online. I mean, the tra <laughs> It tracks you everywhere, so it's a little scary. When okay, you think now you're getting it. you're getting way right? way ahead of me. You're going to getting way ahead of me on this. So okay. I still I want to still still get down. I I'm I know where you're going, so let's let's stop for a second. Okay. Tell me just a little bit about what was your first art fair? My first art fair was the Lower Adirondack Regional Arts Council. Okay, so that's the Larac Show in Glens Falls, New York. Oh. Oh, I've heard nice things about that one. Yeah, that's a good show. Not been there. Yes. Okay. Did you make any money? I did, actually. And that was, I mean, we're going back almost probably 30 yeah. years. <laughs> but, yes, it was a yeah. good show. It made money. Okay. And what made you go to do an art fair in the first place? Basically, I had created things in my shop, and I thought, okay, where do you go to sell this stuff? <laughs> And it was okay. You have to go. You have to go where the people are. And so, it, in fact, back in okay. those days, I just figured you could go to any show. And I happened to have okay. a good one in my hometown, which was nice. Okay. 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 Great. So, what is that one? No, that was that was uh, that was the last. Well, that so was then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's thirty thirty okay. minutes from my home. Right. Yeah. And that that's a great way to start doing shows. The ones that are close to home, exactly. the overhead is really low. Okay, exactly so, right. Um, are you still doing shows? I do four a year now. How many did you do at the maximum? Oh, probably thirty-five. I did thirty for a long time. Uh -huh. Every year was thirty, thirty, uh -huh. thirty, and then I'm uh -huh. sure I had a year with thirty-five. Mm -hmm. And you were able to? Do you have other income other than what uh, you do with for your creating your objects? No, no. We've we've been full. It's my wife and I, and we've been full time uh -huh. at this for thirty years. Yeah, this okay. is all we've all ever right. done. All right. So they didn't have. Yeah. So that's that's another reason why you're out doing them almost a thirty shows. Exactly. Year. I, I've done thirty exactly. shows a year. I've done up to right. I think the most ever thirty two shows in a year. Oh gosh! Yeah, I'm always amazed when I, I was young. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I, I was a I lot younger. That... So it was, it was, it was exactly. wonderful. Oh yeah, God. yeah. I mean, one weekend I remember we were in Frederick, Maryland, and the next weekend we were in Denver, Colorado, and the next weekend we were in <laughs> Cleveland, and the next weekend we were in Ann Arbor, and it was that was just I love that it. was it was exciting, and it, and it was, it was yes pretty profitable. I used to love but, it, but. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, so that's that's what what it was. So then, 
I kind of got involved in all of this online stuff because one of my children said the same thing. You got to get online, exactly. and I, so that's how I started exactly. my websites because my son said I needed to. And we had always um, taken had a, had built a mailing list for years because we we did market. We sent postcards to shows to people, let them know we were coming, right. and you know we did. We were pretty much on top of that and all the snail mail stuff bit, and um, it would certainly bring us people, but. The thing about good thing about that part was because we had a mailing list, and eventually we changed it to getting emails instead. So that right. was the core of of our business, and doing being able to make eco email marketing was my solution, and that's one of the things that works. Do you have an email gatherer on your website? I do. Actually, I have it in several places. Uh, it's really important. Yes. One, of, one of the things that um, you don't ever want to rely on if you don't have to is, uh, you know, the third party, the Facebook platform or, you know, right. uh, Google search results. As soon as you can get an email address, well, now that's something you own and it's yours. So that's important. That's very, yes. very important. Yeah, that's, I think I'm up that's to... That's the starter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's important. How many? 20,000. <laughs> what are you up to? Mm -hmm. yeah, right. 20,000 20, on the email list. 20,000. And, and what uh, what um, server do you well, Who do you use? What, I use to, MailChimp. Uh, handle your mailing list. MailChimp. Yeah, I, okay. I use Mail, I MailChimp, use yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, and I use Constant Contact. Okay. okay and yeah, been with, with them since 2004, so I'm one of their oldies. For sure. <laughs> oh, okay, so so we're online. Okay, so then you built the website. Why did you build the website in what in the first place? Because I still can't get people to build websites. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it you pretty much you could see the internet wasn't going away, and so okay, you can have mm -hmm. a website. And I and I also knew I finally got to the point where. Yeah, I can't even remember the year, but maybe it was 2007. I don't know. But you got to the point where you realize, all right, people are not afraid to shop online. And so mm -hmm. I knew that it was going to happen. I still was not convinced people would search for what I created. But I got to the place where mm -hmm. I, I thought, okay, it's better than a phone call, better than a mail order. It'll be easier mm -hmm. for the customer is why I created the website. Right, and, it, and a way for them to get in touch with you when you're not there. Easy way for exactly. them to get in touch. Right. Yeah, by finding And, and then, okay. you know, what so would then, happen over the hmm? – go ahead. Go on. No, go on. Uh, what I was going to say that, is what happened over the years is I was able to watch that website and see what was going on. You know, first year I think we did a couple thousand dollars in sales on the website. And, and it just steadily grew. And then it plateaued. And every year I could pretty much – if I did 30 shows, I knew how much I was going to make online because it just it stayed the same. All I was doing, my website sales were just a reflection of how many shows I did. And so mm -hmm. the, it, ah. it, stayed, it stayed the same for all those years. And so it was kind of cool when I finally started Facebook marketing. I had a baseline to go from, and that's when, it, that's when things exploded. And it was, it was fun to watch uh, because of that baseline. I knew that, holy cow, mm -hmm. the stuff I'm doing is the only thing I've done different is my marketing. You know, for, for seven years, I got this flat line of sales. Then all of a sudden I do Facebook marketing and the sales jump. 
And then I did, you know, over time okay. I was able to figure out, you know, I was able to actually track things over time. But in the early days, the very first uh, beginning of my Facebook marketing, you know, you want, my wife is, is like, how do we know it's working? <laughs> You're spending all this time on this. How do we know it's working? And then you start seeing sales jump. And uh, if you didn't have that baseline, you wouldn't know, you know, maybe it's, you know, just a better year. Maybe it's, you know, you, you hit yeah. a good show where the there's economy, a lot of yeah. mail order. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, but because mm-hmm. I had the baseline, it was, it was kind of cool. I could tell exactly what was making it happen. Okay, I want to take a little break right here, right now. I see that a couple of uh, other phone calls have popped up on my list. And unless you have a question, I'm not going to call call back to those numbers. Because I don't have a screener here, so I don't know who you are. Anyway, this is Connie (laughs) Mettler from Art Fair. That is an Art Fair calendar. And I'm talking to Dave Emmons, who's going to teach us even a little more. We've had his pep talk now about Facebook changed his life from 32 shows to four shows a year. And I bet, are you poorer or richer, Dave? Well, believe it or not, richer. <laughs> I'll imagine that. Okay. Oh, my God. And that's yeah, one so of the cool. answers. And Dave's website is, oh, my gosh, I lost it already. There we go, artistmarketingformula.com. That's where you can go and find information about what we're talking about. But Dave's website, with his work on it, is vermontnaturecreations.com, which is fun, and then we'll get to his Facebook page later. Okay, so this is Dave Emmons, and we're talking about artist marketing formula and how Facebook changed his life and how the Internet changed mine. Oh, we already know my story. Okay, we're going for yours now. So so your daughter said, let's go, and you started going into this. Now, I'm going to go basic again. Um, Okay. Do you know how many types of Facebook pages are and what they do? Well, I mean, there's everyone has a personal page. Then you can have a business page. Then you can have a group page. The thing that artists need to have is a business page. And a business page has to be created from a personal profile. So you have to start with your own page, and then there's a real easy process to walk through where you just create a new page and you list yourself as an artist. Some artists are actually categories are in there for um, uh, painters and jewelers and photographers, but most of us fall in the category of artist, and you build it from there. But mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's not a lot of different types of Facebook pages themselves, and and there is only right, one type that an artist wants to have. Yeah. Say it again? Yeah, those two. The difference between a personal and a business, tell me that. Well, that's huge because on a personal page, you can't sell anything. Uh, Facebook's terms of service uh, state that you're not supposed to be doing that. Some people do it, but you're not supposed to. Uh, and then a business page allows you, it gives you access to all the tools of the platform. So the tools are where the power is. Without the tools, Facebook is just uh, a nice place to put your pictures. You know, if you think about your personal feed, well, other than the fact that mm-hmm. You know, we could get into the, you know, on your personal feed, when you're on your own Facebook page, you're you're being served content that Facebook knows you want to see, or Facebook has a pretty darn good understanding you want to see. And that's all about the, the algorithm. Uh, but, you know, and we're going to get into that. But um, the business page is where an artist is able to access the tools to find your fans. 
and that's critical. And okay. it also allows you to advertise. If you don't have a business page, you can't advertise. And, um, you know, I didn't advertise right away, but as soon as I learned how to advertise, uh, and now I almost do – I do – I do almost 100% advertising uh, as compared okay. to a lot of organic stuff. So what you um, – the only thing that I do for advertising on Facebook is sometimes I, I boost posts. You know, right. That's yeah, I was really looking at your page to, to see if you were running or something. ads. Right. As, uh, would that be considered an ad? That is considered an ad. Uh, I don't recommend but it. But that's not it is what you're doing. It. Well, it it falls in the category because uh, an ad is an ad. As soon as you put money behind a post, it's considered an ad. So uh, when you boost a post, uh. that is just a real convenient way to do an ad. And the reason the boost uh, is so popular is because it's easy. In fact, sometimes I will use it because oh, yeah. I might, if they catch me at a lazy point in the day, I, yep. <laughs> I might do it. Facebook <laughs> is real smart about You know, a lot of artists will oh, see yeah. that boost come through and they'll instantly think Facebook is just trying to take money from me, boost the post so that my fans see it and, and they're afraid to do it. When you start to understand the platform, you you start to realize, all right, wait a minute, I, I can put this post in front of some very specific people. And that's why when when you boost a post, you don't have all the options. Now, you can go on the back end of Facebook, the back end of your business page, and actually turn whatever post, whatever post you boosted, you could choose in the back end to just turn that into an ad. And then you have 100% of the targeting uh, tools available at your use, which is really important. You want to be able to say, I only want this ad served to, obviously, certain people. Okay, you're going to go through your interest oh, yeah. targeting. But more important than that is you only want to have your ad served in certain locations. All right, one of that's the biggest thing with the boost is the boost to go. It can go to a lot of places. It can your ad could be seen on the internet. It could be seen inside of videos. It it there's a lot of different placements. Oh, now for you for you Connie that might be okay. But for artists, I always tell artists that they want to do all their advertising in such a way that it never looks like advertising. And the way Absolutely. to do that is to only serve your ads to the Facebook news feed, right? And that's one of 15 options, all right? So if you don't choose that on purpose, your ad or your boost is going to go to 15 places, one of which is the Facebook news feed. All the other ones, 90% of the other ones, are going to be those things that you see online that look like ads. And you don't want to look like mm -hmm. an ad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And so okay. I, I, All I, right. So let's yeah. – uh, go on. I'm going to go the, uh, um, to this first question. Yeah. Now, now, now here's okay. the nut of it all, and then, and then we're going to pretty fast get into some specific things. How and why does Facebook work for artists and craftsmen and especially small business owners to sell their work online? Well, it kind of starts with – it's got the tools for you to be able to find your fans. All right, so if you think about what I said earlier, the only way to mm -hmm. win online is for you to be able to find your people. You need to be able to find your exact customers. You need to be able to corral them. Okay? You need to be able to kind of keep them in a place. And then you need to be able to build relationships with them. Okay? And that's what this platform does. 
Now, social media in general sort of allows you to do that, but Facebook in specific is the biggest platform, the platform with the most tools, the platform with the best artificial intelligence, uh, best algorithm. So if you want to know that as you start engaging with your fans and putting your content out there, that it's actually getting in front of the right people, you want to be using the Facebook platform and, and not things like Twitter or Snapchat. Uh, I do recommend Instagram, but uh, that's part of Facebook, basically. That, that's another day. So, <laughs> okay. Exactly. So then the, the let's it say, works. okay, I'm, I'm ready. I've got my Facebook page uh, for business. I'm a painter. I'm ready. I want to make, make some changes here. I want to make something happen for me. So okay. what, what do I do first? What are the top tools that you're using on Facebook? Where did you get these fans? Well, the, the biggest thing the to do, <laughs> the, the number one thing to do is to to set up your page in a way that, that is real. Okay, so the very first thing I tell my students is to go into your Facebook page and make sure you fill out everything that's asked. The biggest mistake artists make when they set up a Facebook page is they don't fill out all the information. And if you don't fill out all the information, and it's real simple things, but a lot of people skip over it. If you don't fill it all out, Facebook looks at that as a broken page, right? It's a page. You got to remember that the Facebook platform is always looking for spam or scam artists and, and, and people that are misusing the platform. And an indicator that you're not using the platform properly is that you didn't fill everything out. So that's number one. I always tell people, mm. fill, out, fill out all the information. Don't skip anything. Okay. Number two, I tell them to make sure your profile picture Okay, you've got a header image on your page, and then you have a profile image. Make sure your profile image is a picture of you with your work. Okay, you want your fans to always be able to connect you and your work. That's very, very important. As you go around Facebook and you leave comments on other pages, and you like other pages, and you interact with people on other pages, your profile picture travels with you. Okay, your header image does not, but your profile picture does. So a lot of artists make the mistake of making their profile picture a business logo. Now, a business logo looks like a business, and that's not good. You don't want to look like a business. You're an artist. You want to look like an artist. When somebody walks into your booth at a show, they don't feel like they walked into a business. They feel like they're talking with an artist. And that's the, the critical thing to remember on Facebook is that you are an artist, and you're having relationships. You're building relationships with your fans. So it's a fan-artist relationship thing. So the next thing I tell people to do is start posting on your page like you normally would think about posting. But it's not about posting your work. All right, you're going to post your work, and you're going to post uh -huh. things about your work. But it's not about buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. All right, one way to think about it is kind of like if you think about a restaurant. When you go into a restaurant, there's a whole atmosphere in this restaurant, all right? There's an atmosphere from the moment you pull into the parking lot to as you walk through the door, there's an environment, there's an aesthetic, there's an atmosphere. The staff is dressed a certain way. There's linen tablecloths. There's, there's a whole bunch of things going on besides just the food, okay? And that atmosphere, and it's, you know, you can think about it from a show standpoint too if you want and think about the, the atmosphere that you create inside your booth, or if you have a gallery or a store, right? It's the atmosphere. So think about your Facebook page. You got to think about your page the same way. Think about your people who are coming to your page 
and think about all the different interests they have, which are going to be kind of, you know, you, you gear it to a certain niche. Let's say, let's say you're uh, a person that, that paints and, and maybe yoga people are your people. Okay, so now think about what yoga people like, right? You know, you're going to have you're going to have a certain vibe on your page that matches your fans. So I'm not going to be posting my work all the time, but I'm going to post uh maybe something about a new yoga mat I found or maybe I'm going to post something about a meditation you're building a that relationship. I just it's, it's so yeah. important. You've got to build It's this, just this, like in your booth. You're not selling exactly. the you're not saying buy it as they walk into your booth, you're saying we're making a relationship, right? Exactly yep. right. Okay. And, and so you know your fans. You know what they're you you know what they're interested in because you're pretty much interested in the same thing. You know they're a fan of your work because they like what you do, and and so they're going to be interested in similar. Th- so you're going to be posting things that are in that category, and you're going to post your work. And another major thing is you're going to post things that I call in the category of story. Okay, why do you do what you do? Why did you paint what you painted? Why do you, like when I talk to my photographer students, I say to them, you know, tell me about the trip to Paris before you took that picture under the Eiffel Tower. Tell me about the 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 snowstorm you got stuck in in Cleveland and you couldn't get there and so you missed the hotel and you ended up in this this B&B that just happened to be down the street from the you know, that story is what connects to your fans. And so, you know, artists are used to doing this in, in, you know, person to person. They're used to doing it in their booth. But for some reason, when they get online, they, they think, oh, I'm just dealing with this mass of people. You're not dealing with a mass of people. You're dealing with individual people. Everyone shows up to your Facebook feed. On, most of them are on their phone. It's not a crowd of people. It's one person with one phone, and they're looking at the screen. And so you want to you wanna somehow come across as you're talking to those one peoples, okay? It's one at a time. And that's so important. So many people use their Facebook page where they'll say, hi, guys. Well, it's not guys. Even though there are millions of people out there, it's individuals who want to build. It's no different than your booth. This is what I tell artists all the time. It is so much like being on the road doing shows, and the relationships you build, I build stronger relationships on Facebook than I ever did on the road because I see these people every day. <laughs> yes, yes. I, when I re- meet someone at a show or someplace that's been on Art Fair Insiders, it's like an old friend. It's, it's just thrilling. Oh, my gosh, yeah. you're real. You know, that's right. It's, <laughs> yeah, that, that face-to-face because you, re- you do. And when I built that website, Art Fair Insiders, and my people I knew, a lot of people I knew showed up, and there are other people. And they got to be my friends, too. It's, it's amazing, the social media power, how it reaches down when you're alone. It oh, gives yeah. You it's it's, it's, it's amazing what you, what you see people doing with it. You know, I have a, um, I have a Facebook group that is a, a, a page. When you asked me before how many different types of pages are there, uh, the thing that I always use is the business page, and then off of that, I make a group page. And what you'll find is your most loyal fans will migrate to your group. And inside the group, <laughs> there's a little more. There's there's more tools in there, and there's more interaction. And so people are talking amongst mm-hmm. themselves in there, which is really really cool. Which is if you wonderful. think about, it, you could yeah. equate it to, 
you know, when you're when you're at a show and you have a bunch of people in your booth and all of a sudden they're talking to each other about what they purchased or what they bought last year and oh I'm gonna get this one this year. Well you have that same dynamic inside your Facebook group mm-hmm. and that just sells more of your of your work. So it's cool. Okay, so that that's that's all the philosophy of it. So I need to know, let's see. Let me see here. What what I need to know my so my first thing I'm gonna do is fill it all out. I know that. That that is really important. I used to run art fairs, and we would get applications where everything wasn't filled out. They were artists were missing a chance to sell themselves. I mean, come on, guys, yeah. fill it all out. There's a reason that question is there, right? That's right. Okay, so so what is this business about? So you build your website. You could build your Facebook page kind of like you build a website, and you've got all the information and the stories and the posts. And you share your work and you sell, you sell your stories. And you tell people where you're going to be and where they can find you. Okay, so you got that. That's static. Now, how am I going to get those people to come and find me? Well, that's the thing is you you always want to be sending them to your website. So whenever you do post with your own work and you talk about typically when I post, I talk about something I've recently created. And what I, what I like mm-hmm. to do, I'm always making new things. So I like to make something new that makes it a story. Okay, this I just made, worked uh-huh. on it this week, picked, it, picked out some new stained glass, and here's, and here's what it is, right? Now, there's a perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to send people to your website. So they may not want that, but they may want something else that you already have on the website. So when you do post mm-hmm. about your work, and, and I do, I have like an 80-20 rule or 70-30. I post 70% other things, 30% what I would call kind of sending people to my website. So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. – there's times where I post about what I'm doing in my shop, and I would consider that in the 70%. But the 30% is when I'm actually trying to get people to go to the website and make a purchase. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so you, you want, when you post like that, you want to have a link to your website. You want to have a pretty good reason that they should go over there. You know? and, and it's as simple as saying, go check out the new thing that I just did or go check out a new category. Sometimes I ask for, for my fans to give me input on, you know, what I'm going to create next. That's a really good way to engage with your, fran- your fans on your page. Engagement is key. Okay, so, there's, there's so, so, so many here's, the, here's the one, one of the wonderful things. All, these tools are all free, aren't they? Well, that's all the free. cool thing about the platform. All free, yes. It's amazing. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, they get you some way or other, but that's, that's the basic thing. So <laughs> I'm still... I built this beautiful Facebook page. You just it's like incremental. You keep posting things, you keep sharing things, you keep telling yes. things, you still go to shows, your website links to your Facebook page, your Facebook links. So it when did you feel like you were going to be able to stop doing some shows? Well, I could see it right away. You know, my first my first month of heavy duty Facebook marketing I, I uh, actually, I shouldn't say first month. When I finished my first year, so I, I had been doing it for maybe four months. So I spent about four months. That's about when I started late in the year. Got to the end of the mm-hmm. year, I looked at the year numbers, and I was my sales had doubled the previous year. So I already had a hundred percent increase in my online sales. So I said, "Wow, mm-hmm. that's." That's pretty good. That was probably the equivalent of a couple of good shows. So I'm like, well, there's two I can drop. 
<laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And then I went into the next right. year, and and I just started watching month over month. I would check my sales every month, and every single mm-hmm. month I was doubling. So let's say I did twenty thousand dollars on my website in January. In February it was forty. In March. Well, it here's was... the, here's the here's the real proof of this that you know what you're talking about because I'm looking at your Facebook page right now and you have over eighty five thousand people following you. And that you that's know think about that impressive. kind of, that's only two and, and a half years. And how long have you been maybe. on on Facebook? It's about two and a half, maybe three three years. Yeah. And okay, that's, so you know, that's okay. another thing we should we should mm-hmm. we should touch on this, Connie. Is one of the things that's really okay. important for artists to know is that the growth on Facebook and consequently the growth on your website, your sales, is not linear. And the reason it's not linear, it's exponential growth. And the reason for that is every new fan of yours has hundreds of friends. And so what happens as your page is growing is people are sharing with their friends, but they don't share one-to-one. It's one-to-hundreds. So every time you get a fan, you now have access to their friends. And what happens on Facebook, and that's why I say that the algorithm and the artificial intelligence is so valuable, is when you, Connie, are on Facebook and you're engaging with, let's say you're on my page and you're looking at my Hanging Water Gardens well, now all of a sudden the algorithm knows that Connie likes this stuff. Connie's been to this page a couple oh, of times this week. Me. <laughs> Connie likes this, right? Well, now guess gonna, what Connie's, yeah. friends, Connie's friends are going to start seeing the stuff from David's page. And that's what the algorithm does. The algorithm is mm-hmm. set up to serve things to people that it believes they like because that's how Facebook wins. Facebook has to keep uh-huh. its users happy. And so if the users yeah. aren't happy, platform goes away. And so that's the reason that the, you know, the things that show up in your newsfeed, for the most part, are actually things that you want to see. And even when it comes to advertising, the algorithm is set up to, to not give good deliverability to ads that do not get proper engagement. So if I put a Facebook ad out there tomorrow, and I, let's say I target the wrong people, I target people, let's say I target men in their teens, okay, from from 13 to 22, mm-hmm. I'm putting my hanging water gardens in front of them. They're not going to engage with my huh? ad, and my, ad, my ad's going to get shut down because I targeted the wrong people. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it's pretty, yeah. okay, pretty so amazing they know what stuff. Doing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, okay. I mean, it's just, it's mm-hmm. so amazing. Huh, okay. Um, here I... I want to. Uh, we just have a little bit of time left, but I want to I touch on this it. one. I have a comment from one of my members, and he wants. He's a photographer, and he's concerned about putting images up on Facebook. I think you know. I think I can answer that question. He's afraid that people are going to steal his images, but there's there's. Well, I, you said you had an answer. Let's hear your answer. Well, I mean, it's just like doing shows. It's the same thing. I, I've met so many artists over the years that will have no photograph signs in their booth and, you know, don't take pictures of my work. It's, you know, it's kind of a – it's not something that you really – you need to get beyond that and get out there and sell your work because your fans are out there. They're going to buy your work. What's really cool about it in the United States is the copyright laws are very strong in the United States. I mean, they're pro-artists. They are, they, you have strong copyright laws. 
uh, even oh, the social yeah. media okay. platforms, you know, they're okay. there. Here, here's the part I'm going to say beyond that, because my husband was a photographer. So what? They could steal an image off of your Facebook page, but it's not exactly. going to be very good. Right. They're not going. It's 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 not going to be. It's not going to be the. Who would want it? No one would want it. It's right. not saleable. Maybe they're going to right. be able to look at it for themselves. Well, good. That's just fine. That is not a problem. Right. Well, it's says on people... here that the, this is going to shut down, that my, my the podcast is going to shut down in 60 seconds, but we'll, well, we'll keep talking for a while and see if it really quits, okay? Okay, cool. Because <laughs> we're not finished. <laughs> yeah. The other, the other question that I wanted to make sure that I ask you, and, you know, now I do I even remember what it was. Geez, I got <laughs> rattled by that. Um, okay. <sighs> um, the question was, what is it that you can do for, oh, I know, I know. So you're selling uh, a price range probably under $100, right? Yes, actually, my average sale is probably yes. $60. Okay. So what do you think about the possibilities with people with more high-end work? Whether that oh, their possibilities are, it's amazing. In fact, if anyone wants to uh, have evidence of this, they should Google Google the name Iris Scott. Okay, Iris Scott, and then the magazine Forbes, and the year 2018, mm-hmm. last year. Iris sells high end um, and and mid range uh, paintings, and she sold a million dollars worth of her work off her website in 2018, and using Well, I wouldn't even say most, using some of the strategies that I teach. A million Mm -hmm. bucks. And I know know a lot of artists out there that are selling. I I talked with a guy a couple of weeks ago who sold, oh, I think the painting was either five or eight thousand dollars. And he had to ship it to Australia and the shipping was six hundred seventy five dollars. And the customer had no concern about that whatsoever. I have another uh, student I was going to give you as a, a targeting example if we want to talk about some of the amazing targeting capabilities of Facebook. But anyway, she's down in Florida, and she does uh, pet portraits, and she paints in the style of uh, Vincent Van Gogh. And she landed a commission job for $11,000 after <laughs> not quite 20, 24 hours running a Facebook ad that I told her to do. It's it's just so high-end stuff is it's okay. Easy to sell online. It's amazing. Okay. All right. That that was my main thing. Now I don't know if this is still recording, and people who are listening aren't going to be able to hear the rest of it. But I think we're going to have to wrap this up. We'll have to do this again. That was a lot. Oh my gosh, we will. We have been listening to Dave Emmons and his strategies for selling his work online. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Dave. If you're curious to learn more, visit Dave's website to learn more about his work, vermontnaturecreations.com. Check out his Facebook page to see him putting his words into action. I told you, 85,000 followers, facebook.com slash hangingwatergardens, or just Google his name, Dave Emmons, E-M-M-O-N-S. And Dave... We're doing this podcast today, partly he has a free online course to get you started on this, and then, of course, he has a paid one, but it's worth checking out. Anybody who thinks that they want to get off the road a little bit and visit this site, Artist Marketing Formula, that's his place. 
Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks to our guest for his time and this useful information. And I want to thank you for listening. Again, please share these strategically helpful podcasts with your friends and anyone who wants to learn about doing business at art festivals. Visit our websites, like us on Facebook, and download these podcasts at artfairradio.com and in the podcast library at iTunes. We'd really appreciate it if you would leave a comment at iTunes or on our podcast page at artfairradio.com. Now go out, create new work, and make money. Is that a good plan, Dave? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Connie. That is a good plan. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And we'll have more. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Look at the WBOI Community Calendar. Let yourself be spoiled with a creative evening you won't soon forget.